Okay, so this is part two of a podcast interview with young adult author Keith Gray. In this part, we're going to be talking about author events, author trips to schools, and I'd like to start by asking, as the writer of 21 books now, Keith, how is your time split between working on your books and reading an event such as visits to schools? Unfortunately, I'm a fairly unorganised person that way, and my time split fairly randomly. I'll go wherever I'm invited. <laughs> I'm always happy and, uh, and, and pleased to be invited somewhere. So I try to do as many school visits or trips abroad to book festivals or um, writers' groups or wherever. I, I try to do as many as I possibly can, but it, it does take away a lot from the, the day job of sitting at a desk and working. So I have a reputation with my publishers for, for missing one or two deadlines because um, I've been too busy with, with, with kids in a, in a school trying to get them to write their own stories or, or something like that. So I've not found the right balance, to be honest. I still struggle a little bit with, with that balance. The problem is I, I, I genuinely enjoy the school visits. I sometimes do four separate sessions in a day and I get a bit fed up with the sound of my own voice by the end of the day, and I'm beginning to wonder, have I said this bit already to this group? Um, but I'm sure teachers get that as well as they're teaching, you know, six or seven lessons a day. But I, but I enjoy it. I enjoy meeting the kids. I think that getting young people to read is of the, of the utmost importance um, in all sorts of ways, not just entertainment, but in what it can add to their lives, um, emotionally, empathetically, um, socially. Um, I, I just think that books are pretty much top of the heap when it comes to important things in life. And did you do uh, school visits right from the beginning when you were quite young? Uh, yeah, and did some blooming awful ones. So I was 24 when I was first published and... I remember my, my first two school visits. The, f the very first one was for a friend um, in my hometown of Grimsby. Um, he was an English teacher and uh, the book, I think, I'm not even sure if the book was out yet or it was about to come out and he invited me in. And, and I just kind of made things up as I went along. I really wasn't sure how to handle this situation. But of course, mistakes, they're the things that teach the most. And then my very second school visit was when the book was published. And um, at the end of it, the teacher said to me, oh, well, never mind. Thank you anyway. Um, which, which made me think I I've got to sit down and maybe plan a school visit, maybe actually sit down and take these things as a, as a, serious, um, a serious opportunity, but also think it's not just about me standing there and saying, hey, look at me, aren't I great? Aren't I funny? It's actually trying to give the audience, the kids and the teachers, uh, something out of the experience of having an author in their school. And so what would be your advice now for a successful school visit? Flexibility. Um, you've got to be flexible. Um, I know a few people who have fantastic, wonderful, amazing 3D Technicolor avatar vision style PowerPoint presentations, and then the school don't have the equipment to run those PowerPoint presentations or the equipment breaks down in the middle of that PowerPoint presentation. And I know authors who have fantastic, wonderful set talks that they've learned off by heart and that they hope that they can, you know, repeat again and again. 
the trouble is that every school is going to be different and every school gives you a different amount of time usually. The teachers have certain needs of what they want their kids to get out of it. So I personally, I have four or five kind of what I'd call set presentations and then I mix and match when I see the whites of their eyes. You know, I kind of, okay, this bit's not working, well, I can swap onto this story or this part of a different talk or presentation. I take very little tech with me. I'll have a single memory stick that's got one or two images on it that I can use as a backdrop behind me. But I approach it as, as a little bit of a performance, but as flexible as possible because... I've just found that if I go in expecting one thing, the school's not going to be able to either give me that time or that tech or, or those kind of pupils. Um, so so flexibility to me has always been the key to, to, to make sure that no matter how, how tough the session is, the kids will get something out of it at the end. And so do you do a mixture of workshops asking them to create their own writing and more presentations. It, again, it depends what the schools want. I, to, I, I will give an, an hour-long reading stroke presentation. So that's all about the entertainment of reading, the joy of reading, what you can get out of reading, and using my own books as, as examples and how I became an author. And I, I'll, I'll do that to, I've done that to year groups, whole year groups of 500 kids or whatever. But then I, if the school wants, I'll also do a workshop which is obviously it takes 90 minutes, two hours, it's a bit longer, but I'll only do that to a class-sized group. Schools will try to get everything out of you that they possibly can. And if they think you will give a creative writing workshop to 500 kids, they'll try and get you to do that. I'll give a creative writing workshop to a class-sized group because I run it like a class. The kids are always writing. They're always engaged with what I'm doing. It's fully interactive in that sense. The two don't really mix and match. So I, I say to the school up front, what do you want? Do you want this one-hour presentation? Which, as I say, is four or five different set talks that I can mix and match as the, as the presentation goes on, uh, depending on what's keeping the, that particular audience interested. Or does the school want a 90-minute to two-hour workshop? If you want as many kids as possible to meet an author, then it's the presentation. If you want an actual more focused writing workshop where the kids have their own work at the end of it to, to display or to, to develop, then it's going to have to be the workshop, but it's going to be a, um, a smaller amount of kids. You seem to have a really clear author brand. Even your book titles have a nice consistency. Do you think connecting with your audience through school visits has influenced your writing or helped you to develop your author identity? In a way, yeah. I, I mean, I... I do worry that I'm going to run out of stories for young adults if I'm not around them. They move on so quickly when it comes to technology or fashions or tastes that if I want to actually be able to keep up with them, then I need to know what they're talking about right now. I'm often asked why did I write young adult fiction, first of all, or teenage fiction, as it was called back in the day. And it was I wrote my first book when I was 21, so I... I knew what it was like to be a teenager. I didn't have a clue what it was like to be an adult. Nowadays, I'm worried I know far too much about being an adult and far too little about being a teenager. So school visits help in that way, just to, just to meet the kids and keep me grounded and see what interests them. What I've discovered is it's usually, you know, 
it doesn't matter whether they're into this band or that band or whether they have this technology or that technology these days. There's still bullies. There's still uh, worries about schoolwork. There's still divorcing parents. You know, there's still fights in the playground. There's still those kind of issues that doesn't seem to have changed at all for teenagers over the years. It just comes in a, a slightly shinier package maybe these days with the technology that they've got. But whether it's bullying by taking pictures with your phone or whether it's bullying by actually punching someone in the face, it, it you know, it's still the issue of, of bullying. I, I do kind of tell a story sometimes that when I first started, the first rule of writing for children was get rid of their parents and then the kids can have a good time, the kids can have an adventure. Uh, you can't have an adventure when your parents are there. Nowadays, I think it's more like get rid of the mobile phone and then the kids can have an adventure. You can't get lost in a haunted house when you can just phone your mum back home. That's it. And I wondered, so when your books deal with quite sensitive topics, did you initially find this difficult to tackle in a classroom? And have you got any tips for writers in dealing with sensitive topics? Like, So perhaps those a reader wouldn't want to discuss with their mum and dad. Um, I, I think the, the brilliant thing about reading is that it's such a private thing to do. So you can read by yourself and certain topics can be tackled by the writer that the reader can engage with that perhaps they find much more difficult to actually speak about in real life. We're all like that. Tackling these issues has to be done completely honestly. It has to be done with an open mind. And what I mean by that is I don't know all the answers to life. So in my books, you won't find answers to life. I won't direct the reader to think this way or think that way. I'll ask as many questions as possible, and hopefully they'll be able to work out their own answers without me dictating to them. A book should be about exploration and finding your own answers, discovering your own answers. It shouldn't be me as a 46-year-old, white, middle-class, middle-aged man sort of telling young readers how they should think or what they should do. If you find me in any of my books, I've failed miserably. I shouldn't be in any of my books. The readers should find their own answers, not the things that I think they should find. And so after this time, what most excites you about your job as a writer now? The writing still the writing, still coming up with those ideas of, of surprising myself. Um, the book I'm working on at the minute, one of the characters, um, the, not the main character and not perhaps a central character up until now, has completely changed the way they talk and the way they think and the way they move. And Wow, I wasn't expecting that, but I really like that. I really like the way they've turned out. So I'll have to go back and rewrite a bit to, to work that in. It's that excitement, it's that that bit I wasn't expecting, that, um, not necessarily the words, I don't get too excited by, by words or clever phrases, but I get excited by story twists and by, by the emotion, that, that's what keeps me going, and um, yeah, when I surprise myself on the page, that's, that's brilliant, that's, that's what I'm doing it for, very selfish, I'm afraid, but yeah, I like to entertain myself as I'm writing. Well, thank you very much for coming in to talk to us today, Keith. Uh, thank you for having me.